Good evening, everybody. Tonight is January 26, 2019. This is Ciancio Speak Sports. I am your host, RJ Ciancio. All right. Here are the topics for today's show. They are, what is your favorite combat sport to watch? Is the Women's National Basketball Association, or WNBA, dying? Who's the worst draft bust in sports history? In this one, this next Topic is for all you Saints fans out there. What was the worst call slash no call in NFL postseason history? If you want to get on the action, call in at 563-999-3462. Once again, that number is 569993462. If you have topics you want to see in future episodes, email me at sciencespeaksports at gmail.com. Ciancio is spelled C-I-A-N-C-I-O. Also, if you missed any past episodes of Ciancio Speak Sports, don't worry about it. Why? Because we have expanded to more platforms. We are now on Podbean, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Spotify. All right. With that, we got a caller on the line. 240, you are live. Hey, how you doing, RJ? Good. How are you doing, Ronnie? Uh, not nah, this is Steve. Sorry, Steve. No problem. We sound alike, you know, so no problem. What's going on? Uh, not much. Just having another radio show. What about you? I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I was on Facebook and on Twitter and Instagram all day today, so, and wasn't a, the senior bowl, so i I've been pretty busy today. Nice, nice. All right. Well, we're just getting to our first topic, and we're talking about combat sports. So what's your favorite combat sport to watch, personally? Ah, mm, that's a good question. Combat sports. I mean, I used to watch, back in the day, American Gladiators, you know. Oh, my gosh. Yes, that... I love that show. I watched reruns of it on ESPN Classic when that was a thing. And the reboot with Leela Ali and Hulk Hogan wasn't bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't bad either. But that's, but back in the, you know, the, um... Yeah, Joe like Thighs and Larry Zonka. Yeah. No, that that was the show. Like, before, like, mm-hmm. all, like, you know, it was, like, wipe up before wipe up before, like, you know, it was Survivor before Survivor. All these reality shows really stem from American Gladiators. Yeah, but, you know, what was, was interesting, um, one of the American Gladiators used to work at a store called Snyder's, which was in D.C., and my both my brothers was managers up the store, and one of the guys used to work there part-time there, you know, and it was real interesting, and he, fortunately, he had passed away, you know, of a heart attack, so it was real sad, uh, you know. Uh, who was it? Um, His name was Mike. I don't know his, I forgot his gladiator name. Maybe I can look it up, but, you know, he was a big, strong, really big, strong guy. You know, um, you know, and he, my brother called me and told me, and you know, after I seen him when I went to Snyder's shoe store, and then um, 
my brother called me and said that the guy passed away from a heart attack, and I'm like, oh my god, you know. You know. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it looked like a lot of those guys had a lot of muscle. Uh, you know, I don't know where all of it came from. I assume most of it was, you know, natural, but some of it, not all, it, it doesn't all have to be natural sometimes, you know. I'm looking, you said the guy's yeah. name was Mike? Yeah. I'm looking down. Uh, I don't see a Mike, I see a Mark. No, that, I mean, his real name was Mike, but, he, you know, his gladiator name, because, you know, yeah. a lot of them use a gladiator name, but I can, I can, I can find out from my brother Ronald, because, you know, my brother Neil, he had, he had passed away of a, of um brain aneurysm, but I can call my brother Ronald, you know, I haven't talked to him in a while. Maybe I can find out from him what was his, his gladiator name, you know. Yeah, because I'm looking at the list right now. You got, you know, a lot, a lot of, oh, Gemini. Okay. Mr. Horton? I mean, it, I mean, it could be for me. I I have to look at his face and stuff because I knew, you know, he had blonde hair, really strong Mal- guy. You know, Malibu, was it Malibu? Like he was, yeah. he was only on the show for one. Because that's Darren McBee. No, it's Darren Michael McBee. Yeah, I think that's the man you're thinking of. Okay, but if if you see me a picture of him, I I know who he is. You know. Yeah, you know. Or no, yeah, yep, that, yeah. I think that was him. Yeah, I mean, American Gladiators was also a fun show because you know, I mean, my brother and I like we pick up like these. My favorite event to watch was the joust because you can practice that in your backyard with your friends. Like, just grab a stick or something and you know, have fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, I mean, it was a great show. I liked it when they, you know, they were run and they would have to wrestle them and stuff. You know. I mean, first they would do the football, and then they would have to wrestle them in the in the mid circle and stuff. I mean, it was a, I mean, it was a great show, you know. It it was. I think it was just pure fun, and the fact of the matter, you know, is that the best. I, I, you know, I think um, it was something the fans could easily relate to. It went international, but the funniest story. Now, the funniest story that everybody knows. Um, do you remember a gladiator by the name of Titan? Yes. Yes. All right. Do you know why he got fired? No. All right. This is probably the funniest thing. Um, Danny Clark, otherwise known as Nitro, um, talked about this on a, uh, a video on YouTube, actually, at one point. He addressed it, uh, many years after he retired. He said, um, the reason Titan didn't come back for a second season is that during a taping for a show, um, the referee, Bob McIlwee, uh, if that's how you say his name, um, missed a couple calls in the human cannonball, which um, mm-hmm. had big injury implications because in the first season, um, Malibu got knocked off and he cut his head open. When the uh, I think it was Brian Hudson who extended his legs, and that's why he really made it so you have to keep the tucked. Well, this guy extended his legs twice and wasn't really called out for it, I believe. And Titan was not having it. So he decided to go chase the referee around the auditorium. Mm. I mean, picture <laughs> that big, bad man coming chasing you around. I mean, I'd run to the crowd. I- I'd go wherever. Hold on. 203, you are live. Yo, hold on. Am I live? 
Yes, you are. Word. Who do we have? All right. So, yo, you already know who it is, RJ. Don't even worry about it. But, <laughs> All right. But I want to change the topic real quick, and I want to talk about my boy, Kareem Hunt. All right. All right. So, quick question: what are, What are you? What are your thoughts on on the scandalous activity of Kareem Hunt throughout this NFL season, with him lying to the Chiefs, uh, and then his reprimand um, from all of uh, the Madden NFL games? Uh, what are, What are, What is your take on that? I mean, I think, you know, for the NFL's public relations, it, this was what they had to do. Uh, they wanted to, you know, make sure that, um, you know, after the whole Ray Rice incident for four, that was only four games, I think there's just enough that happened to the NFL hurting them. They had to realize, we can step in at some point and say enough is enough. I, I, him being banned from Madden updates is a little extra. Listen, uh... If you could listen to the background noise, that'd be great, man. Thank you. Right. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, I think uh, getting rid of all the Madden games was a little much, you know, for updates. But uh, I don't know. It's the NFL. They don't make sense. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, I, I, I guess yeah. another question I would have for you is, do you think that Kareem Hunt's actions were... Uh, at all justified, whether they were right or wrong, uh, do you think that they were justified at all? Uh, if no, why or why not? And if yes, why or not? Why not as well? In no circumstance is it right to go and attack another person like what he did. But what was really oh, is not correct either. Listen, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I can't, you know, I'm not condoning what he did. I can understand where some pent-up anger can be coming from there. But you just got to handle it like a mature human being. Right. Listen, we're going to have to... All right, so, yeah. so I, I, would, I would love to stay and talk, but this pizza is thebomb.com, uh, so I'm going to have to dip. All right. Have a good night. All right, thank oh, you for I having me. Good night. Can I say something? Good night. I heard he was, I heard he was going to the Chicago Bears. Really? Now, why would they take him to Chicago? Yeah, yeah. You already got Jordan Howard in the backfield. I don't know why you need him. Yeah, but the, you know the coach. His he's the coach that went there. I heard it was going Matt, to the Chicago Bears because they say he can work with him. Matt Nagy. All right. I mean, I don't know. I That's I, right. I just That's think you correct. got a young quarterback. You got a young quarterback um, with Trubisky. You know, I don't think you want to risk corrupting him, so to speak. You know, that's well, my take on it. Yeah. But we got switch. Yeah, we got switch up topics because the next one is the WNBA. Now, the WNBA has become. Some people have made some jokes about it recently. Um, just you know, nothing really harmful, just silly jokes like you know, listen to Nickelback or watch WNBA doubleheader stuff like that. Um, and you know, the WNBA is in big trouble in my opinion. The biggest issue for them came last season. Uh, when the Las Vegas Aces, playing their first year in Vegas, mind you, decided to cancel a game because they were too tired from jet lag. And, you know, listen, I'm sorry, but you get paid to play the game. You do not just go and cancel a game, especially if you are the pinnacle of your sport for your gender. That's, you know, 
if you want to be held as the female equivalent to the NBA, you have to act like it. Imagine if the Cleveland Cavaliers said, yeah, we're too tired from flying now to Toronto. Uh, we're going to have to say no to this one. Sorry, Raptors fans. Like, like what is this? You know, it, it, you know, I just can't stand it because if you want to be treated like this, you know, top-tier league, which right now they are, but, you know, you have to really act like it. And folding or making it, missing a game does not help you in that department. Yeah, I can you know understand I mean? that. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, I mean, but you can, okay, but I'm, I'm going to be devil advocate. You can see how many games that they play in, in that that's form of, of, of a, almost two weeks, so it was unfair to them also. I mean, whoever scheduled their schedule, that was ridiculous. It was really ridiculous to put one team in that situation. It was uncalled for for what they did to them. I mean, now, if you can look at the NBA schedule or any other team schedule from NHL and stuff, they would not have did that to them. I mean, they play what they play. They played um, 12 games in 14 days. That was ridiculous, you know. Right, and, you know, and that goes on the schedule maker, and that's horrible. But at the same time, they were busy ranting about it on social media when they could have been getting some shut-eye. That's what really got to me. It wasn't like, you know, they made the – like they rested, but they were still tired and their bodies were still hurting. What they were doing is instead of, like, trying to get as much shut-eye as they could, they decided to go on social media and ramble about it. And listen, you know, we all love to have Twitter fingers. It's fun, okay? I like ranting about things. I got my own radio show, for Pete's sake. But, you know, if you can use that time a little differently instead of, you know, arguing on Twitter for X amount of time, use that time to rest up so maybe you're a bit more prepared. Because the least you can do to the people who are the fans, um, you know, and we'll get into the numbers in a couple seconds, you know, is just to go out and play because that's what they paid for. It hurts the image of the league as a whole. And, I mean, the average attendance last season was just 6,700 people and change. Yeah. I, I can't take that. I mean, like, for reference, that's how, like, some indoor and arena football leagues draw. And it's not a knock on them. They're just not big four sports leagues. And I think the WNBA, um, one of my reasons I don't watch it, and I got a team in Connecticut, and I live in Connecticut. I don't watch them because I don't find the game as exciting because I love big dunks. All right? A dunk in the WNBA is very rare. And that's not because the players aren't good. It's not because they don't have hops. It's just that they can't dunk. It, it's The hoops are too high for that. Like, you know, it's very rare. Well, and you can look at the other side. I mean, the Mystics do good. I mean, even, I mean, you can look at the L.A. Sparks. They do very well. I mean, because of the, you know... I mean, you look at the NBA counterparts. I mean, whenever the NBA counterparts do good, the women team do good. I mean, you know, I mean, I was I was a Mystic fan from day one. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm, I mean, it was just great basketball. I mean, I remember they did the um, the WNBA All Star game at at um, Verizon Center, and oh my, I mean, when it was the Verizon Center. 
and we we sold out. I mean, I took my daughter them to the game, and it it sold out like crazy. But now it's like only when the superstars, you know, when you pick up a superstar, it's when they do good. When you don't have that superstar on the team, that's when they do horrible, you know. And yeah, they one second. More. We got one second. We got another caller. Two oh three. You are live. Hello. Hello. Two oh three. Hi. Who do we have calling? Hello. I have a question. Yes. Um. How do you feel about the Redskins controversy? We actually talked about. Uh, the naming of the Redskins, this was actually touched on in my pilot episode, I believe. So you can go find that on Spotify, uh, Anchor, and a ton of other platforms. Uh, but we will not be addressing that right now. Is there anything else you'd want to bring up in conversation? Pardon me? I can't hear you over the background noise, ma'am. Sorry, I'm at a busy location right now. I understand. Um, I also don't have Spotify, so if you could just briefly go over it now, I would enjoy that. Yeah, so the so the uh, platforms I'm currently on are Podbean.com, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and of course Spotify, as long as also on Blog Talk Radio. They're all under the name of right. Speak Sports. All right, I'll look them up for sure. All right, thank you so much. Bye. Bye. All right, so back to the WNBA very quickly. Um, I, I just think that, you know, I think the NBA is hurting themselves with this because I truly think for the WNBA to do well, it needs to be the sole focus. I think partnering with the NBA is good publicity, but I feel logistically it hurts because it takes money out of it takes money cuts from revenue generated by the NBA and media and press attention. And the WNBA, if it wants to be its own independent league, needs to set out as its own independent entity. And there's no, and I don't think there's anything wrong with some NBA backing or endorsements, but having them be your financial backer, in my mind, is a mistake. It's just diverting... Because te- when you... i got to focus on the NBA more than WNBA right now if I'm David Stern. Why? Because that's going to make me more money. It's not because I think you Swamp Trust is you, better you, you than mean, any other. You mean Silverman. Yeah, sorry, Mimi Zimmerman. Yeah, no I problem. mean, you know, yeah, and I think it's just hard to control two leagues while being, uh, a, it's just, you're between a rock and a hard place. Uh, you know, again, I don't think some partnerships with the NBA would hurt the WNBA, but I think becoming its own entity will help it stand out saying, we are not just the NBA's little brother that's taking along on the family trips. We are our own, you know, brand, and we have our own things that we do, and we stand out for that. And I think, you know, uh, something that, again, I'm going to bring back up are the dunks, because dunks are fun, I think. I mean, 
we have a dunk contest for Pete's sake. We don't have a passing and dribbling contest. I feel WNBA consists of a lot of fundamentals, which is really good to watch when you just want to see the fundamentals of basketball. But I want some very mm-hmm. high-octane action. So I think for the females, you can just lower the hoop a couple. And that's not a knock on their abilities as athletes at all. It just is nothing. I mean, and I'm not saying all guys can get up to those hoops either. I know for one, I cannot touch the rim, you know. It's a hard task. So there's no shame in that. And I think it would bring more people in. Hold on, we got another caller. 914, you are live. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Um, I was just wondering how you felt about the Redskins. <laughs> All right. Well, once again, to quickly address that, uh, that was talked about a few episodes ago. Uh, I believe it was on an episode of Face Off with Face Meyer. So you can go on the Blog Talk Radio and look in the archives for that but we'll not be commenting on that topic any farther. All right. Now, the next t- move on to the next topic because we have limited time since it's a radio show, as you know. Um, all right. Something I want to talk to you about is draft bust. Who do you think is the biggest draft bust in sports history? I don't care what sport you're talking about. Oh, my God. I can name several. <laughs> okay. Be my guess. Dra- Okay, in the NBA, and you know it's, it's, it has to be in D.C. history. It has to be Kwame Brown, who was picked up by Michael Jordan for the Washington Wizards. A big draft bust. Oh, my God. You know, we could have had so many people in that draft pick, but... Michael Jordan wanted to make a splash and pick Kwame Brown as the Wizards' number one pick, and that was that turned out to be a disaster, you know. Yeah, and, and, I mean, go ahead. Uh huh. And then you got Greg Oldham, you know, who played for Ohio State. You know, um, he, you know, he wasn't, you know, he had foot problems, and I can't blame him, you know, because, you know, and uh, and then you had Sam Bowie, you know, you know, yeah, he, think- had, he had foot problems, but for, 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 for pure talent, it was Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown could not dunk, he couldn't play defense, he was awkward, he couldn't play offense. So pure talent, it was Kwame Brown. Uh, yeah. Hello, uh, you're there? I don't think they're there. Oh, I'm here. Y'all can hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Hey, what's what's going on, RJ? What's up, Steve? Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Uh, hey, Ronnie. Hey, no, just, hey, no, just chilling, man. Just got finished watching some Lifetime movies. <laughs> yeah, you told me. Apparently you were very yeah. invested. Listen, Ryan did oh. something that's very hard for anybody to do. He watched Lifetime movies without popcorn. All right? I cannot go through a single film without having, like, a soda or a popcorn or something. So congrats on that accomplishment. I was eating on line laters, though, but... um. <laughs> 
<laughs> but hey, I mean, um, the thing was, when I was watching this movie. Um, it was called um, Zoe Gone. You know about you know some the guy tried to uh, steal a baby. You know, trying to sell a baby for two hundred thousand dollars. The the dumb father going trying to uh, um, do a deal with a guy trying to get rid of the baby and everything. I mean, it was wild stuff, man. I would ask daddy. I can't do that. I can't sell my kids out. If it's mine, I'm take care of it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm yeah, hearing y'all talk yeah. about. I, I hear y'all um, talk about Greg Odom, um, Kwame Brown. What, what I mean, what's the what's the topic? Draft bust in sports. Oh, draft bust on um, busted draft. Yep. Oh boy. Oh man, let's start with Luther right. Cook. I mean, Luther Wright. Huh. All right. You, you ever heard of him? Luther Wright used to play mm-hmm. for. I think it. I don't know if it's Luther Wright or Luther Cook, but he played with Seattle, uh, I mean, um, Seton Hall. They signed oh, him to I a know big, you talking about. <laughs> yeah, signed him to a big old contract, and this man only scored fifteen points. And five seasons, unheard of. They signed him to a what? big contract. Yeah, look him up, Luther Wright. I think it was Luther Wright, Luther Cook. I, I know it's Luther. It ain't Martin Luther King. Um, but yeah, <laughs> this man he got signed to this big contract. Only scored fifteen points in five seasons. Yeah, he was something by the Jazz, right? Um, I think was it was it the Jazz? Um, yeah, that's what I think he, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he averaged. Yeah, I mean, when you pull up his numbers, they are not pretty. The one that sticks out to mm. me um is one point three points a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he only scored fifteen points in five. <laughs> <laughs> And, and don't and don't forget uh, Mr. Money Man for Cleveland. Don't forget him, Johnny Manziel. <laughs> now, now oh. wait a second on Manziel. Wait a second on Manziel, all right? Listen, I think he was a bust. However, is he one of the worst of all time? I mean, his story isn't over yet. If we're being, uh, you know, if we're keeping everything on the table here. I mean, I know the CFL hasn't been the proving ground for the NFL that some people want it to be, but until Johnny hangs up the cleats, I'm not going to rule him out. And you know what? Even if he doesn't, I'm just glad the guy got his life back on track. You know what? I, maybe the Redskins could sign him and make him a star. That's what I feel. Yeah. I mean, he's still under contract in Montreal, so... He has to finish out his tenure with the Alouettes, and then some fans are hoping that he'll join the XFL, and that's not going to happen if Vince stays on his no criminal policy. Because, uh, you know, I mean, I hate to say this, guys, but um, all football players don't have the cleanest of backgrounds. I'll just put it that way. Hey, but you know what? Just... He, he, he got himself clean. He, he, he got married. He's doing good, and anybody can be given a a a a a, a, a clean bill of health. Right? But look at all the Cleveland quarterbacks. You can go way back until Tim Couch. 
you know. Oh, boy. So, so we're 20 quarterbacks at this point. All right, we got a couple more callers. 917, you're live. Oh, um, yeah. I've been on hold for six minutes, but I was wondering what your prediction for the Super Bowl will be. What I'm predicting? Patriots. I predict the Patriots to win. What I'm hoping, 45 I'm hoping to the Rams win. All right. Uh, Patriots win yeah, at 45 to 10. I hope the Deflatriots don't win. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank Uh-oh. you. Yes. Someone with common sense. Yeah. I mean, what? What's your opinion so, on the Redskins? All right. Well, uh, once again, we are not talking about that one. Um, it was I talked on it on a recent episode of Face Off with Face Meyer, which airs on BlogTalkRadio.com. Airs Sundays, six to eight p.m. Hosted by Brenda Face Meyer. Go check her out. She's got a great group on Facebook. All right, 203, you are live. So I'm trying to figure out what you guys think about um, if McDonald's paste is actually, like, the chicken nuggets are made from, like, the paste. All right, sorry about that. No, you didn't. (laughs) 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 But y'all were talking about buses. Well, um, I was talking about buses, right? We would, yeah, I, draft bus. Okay, I found some draft bus. You know, cause you know, cause I, the, the callers. Um, thank y'all callers for calling in for for my homie uh, RJ, and I will be getting some McDonald's. <laughs> but hey, look, I found some draft buses, right? All I right. Twenty six. I found Maurice Claret. Oh, now, now, actually, funny story about Mar- Maurice Claret, you know, that's a sad story. I mean, you know, a lot of these draft busts are not hurt or, you know, they didn't play well. A lot of these are, you know, because of personal demons. And I think, you know, I talked about this about Josh Gordon, you know, overcoming those demons is a very hard thing to do. Yeah. Um. Let me see. In in the in the field, I'm googling right now. I'm researching, y'all. All right, I mean, I you're here. All right, I know one. Lawrence Phillips. Oh, there are. I was just looking one. at that. that yes, that's probably did, one of the most tragic examples. I mean, listen, Dick Vermeil, one of the nicest, kindest coaches you will ever hear of in NFL history. Once he gives up on you, you know things are bad. You know. And Lawrence Phillips had his issues. And rest in peace, man, you know, like, I wish the guy had found better ways to, like, you know, deal with his outlets, you know. um, But, I mean, you know, he was a draft bust, but, you know, also, if if you're going to say, you know, I I don't want to hear a lot of wasted uh, wasted talent comments on this one. I just want to hear a rest in peace to them, man. I want to move on. That's just a hard topic for me. Yeah. What you think about Matt Niner? Matt Niner, the quarterback. Joke. He was a joke. Well, well, he, he's yeah. working. At, he's working at ESPN, so that's a good thing. Listen, ESPN is not what it used to be. If this was 1990, I'd say all the power to him. But now I feel like you know ESPN's going downhill a bit. But listen, I don't trust USC quarterbacks. I'm sorry, and Matt Niner is one of the main reasons why. 
Let me name some recent USC quarterbacks, and um, then I'll go over how they did. Carson Palmer, has he blown up by Kimo Von Ohlhausen in the 2005 wildcard game? Never the same. Matt Leinert, a complete and utter draft bust. Mark Sanchez, ran to his own offensive lineman behind and will be forever remembered for doing that. I think that's a mm. track record for USC quarterbacks that recently. Let me, hey, Doug, <laughs> hey, RJ, that brings me to this. Is, is Mark Sanchez a bust? No, I think people go in on him way too hard. I mean, I'm not a Jets fan in the slightest, but the guy went to two FC championship games. That has to count for something. I mean, yeah, the Jets yeah, no, great. That defense, that Jets defense took him to our AFC hey, championship. And a, a running starting, game. He's the starting quarterback for the Washington Redskins as of now. Okay, y'all? <laughs> 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 That's their entry. That's not uh, their win quarterback battles. Let's make that very clear. <laughs> hey man, look, I'm telling y'all, if if I was the Redskins, if us Redskins fans, I wouldn't even be watching the game this year. I watch all around it because I'm telling you, we're gonna end up in a sight war messing with that team. I'm trying to tell you. I mean, we we we're gonna end up in Saint Elizabeth, Steve. I'm telling you, you <laughs> messing with the Redskins. You gonna be you could be uh you could be right with Ronald Reagan's um the dude that tried to assassinate Ronald Reagan. You gonna be right next to him. Oh he out, ain't he? <laughs> yep. But, <laughs> all right. Guys, we got another Taking caller, them horse so pills. We're gonna ha- yep. Mm-hmm. We got another caller, so two oh three, you are live. Uh um, Yes you yes, are. Yes you are. Awesome. All right, so going back to the Jets really quick. You said you said that Mark Sanchez wasn't a bust. So my, my, my first point as to why he's a bust is well, one, his biggest highlight is the butt fumble. So he he, <laughs> he, he, he he'll never outlive the butt fumble. How can you call him not a bust if that's his biggest highlight? I mean, I I think he's like a bust, but he's not like top ten busts of all time. I mean that that is a elite club reserved for the Ryan Leaf type. Right, right, but right. His, but but his face busts on that butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, you know, listen. I mean, I'm. I'll say this for Sanchez. You have to have a great team around you. You have to find a way. Cannot be horrible. I mean, there have been plenty of quarterbacks with great defenses around them, but have managed to throw interceptions so the defense can't carry him anymore. I mean, what I will give to Mark Sanchez is his time at USC, he was a phenomenal quarterback. But at the time when he entered the NFL, he just clearly was not at the level to play with the big boys yet. Absolutely. He was a game manager, right? He was a game manager, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So he yeah. is, he is he okay. Based on okay, like you said, um, RJ, based on he did make the AFC championship. I guess I can let him slide as him not being the bust. Yeah. Right. If it while was, he did, while he made it to the while he made it to the AFC championship. He was still carried by the Jets' defense. Right. If you think oh. about it, the Jets had a stacked defense. When 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 I was playing oh, at him, bro, they had they had a, like an, a ninety-two overall defense. Oh, bro. Mm. Yeah. I mean, 
here's the thing about great defenses. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to take away from what Sanchez didn't do, which is turn the ball over constantly. But if you're going to talk about Mark Sanchez this way, I mean, I hate to say it, but we got to talk about Jim McMahon in the same conversation because McMahon didn't do a lot for the offense in the 85 Bears. He was a decent enough quarterback to not turn the ball over. But, you know, McMahon was I'm the equivalent of a squeaky bed. He wasn't bad. He had Willie Go. He had Willie Go. Shoot. I, I, I don't know. McMahon is the equivalent to a to a to a terribly built bed that squeaks when you freaking move. <laughs> and, and, and and on top of that, when McMahon got hurt, he he came back in the game and he passed. I mean, he was passing for touchdowns. He had Willie Go. I don't know the other wide receiver that he had, but he had Willie Go. And he had um, Peyton Manning. I'm mean, excuse me, um, Walter Payton. That's all they needed. Yeah. And that defense. That's all they needed. Willie yeah. Galt, with <laughs> the running game, and that defense. And the special teams came through, too. And, yeah, and when we're talking about Mark Sanchez, that man's soul left his body on the butt fumble, and it hasn't returned to him since. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, for real. You know, it's, it's – I mean, it's crazy that we're talking about it all these years later. I mean, that's probably the second worst play in NFL history. I think the worst was when Jim Marshall picked up the ball and ran the wrong way for a safety. That, I mean, that that's just a whole new level of low that no one will ever think to again. Well, I, let's, you're right, RJ. Let's, let's be fair because he still is active, but I just found two quarterbacks. That's more. I mean, that is worse than Mar Sanchez. That is Jamarcus right. Russell. Jamarcus oh, Russell. Boy. Oh my God! And Ryan, yeah, and you got Ryan Lee. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. I think let's address Ryan Lee first. I think because he's the more interesting of the two figures, in my opinion. Uh, Leaf was hyped up as the guy with the most upside over Peyton Manning. I mean. And I think Ryan Leaf, you know, he was not made for the NFL. He was he was he was a college quarterback. He was a like you know, he's the kind of guy who I picture you know slinging the ball with like you know at a high school football field when we're goofing around. I didn't picture him as a field general, and you know him after that San Diego game where he blew up at the reporter completely showed his personality. Hmm. Well, I'm. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell. I mean, um, yeah, Demarcus Russell. I thought he was gonna um, become a great quarterback or whatever. But the thing is, he never really did nothing at LSU for him to get drafted. I think he was a um, what you call that? I mean, if we're being, um, I mean, still, if we if we're being honest here, Mark Sanchez is the Brian Scalabrini of the NFL. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Oh wow! Like, uh, big, like I'm talking big busts here. Brian Scalabrini was supposed to be top dog in the in the NBA. Mark Sanchez was supposed to be a number one athlete in the NFL. True, mm. true. Right? Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't even I, I wouldn't even rank him top fifteen hundred. I got it. I have a I have another bust. Window, All right, let's hear it. What? Wendell Bryant of the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, yeah, we called you out. Oh, boy. I'm trying to think of that name and, like, what year was that? That was in 2002. 
Oh two, right? Yeah. 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 And, no, it, okay. It. The, okay, it said the Cardinals reached uh, reached for him with the twelfth overall selection in two thousand two and paid for it dearly. Brian who was suspended repeatedly for substance abuse substance abuse was out of the NFL after three seasons. He tried to make a comeback a few years ago, but failed. Mm. Right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of speak, speaking of failed uh, drug tests, you guys heard about the uh, the John Jones incident. John Jones Jones. What happened this time? Again uh, with him? Oh. Piss came back positive. I mean, am I really surprised? I- I'm not. Surprised Johnny Bones Jones has done this. He's not exactly who I'll call the most honorable fighter in the league. He does, you know, the oblique kicks, which you know can easily blow out your knee. And you know, he's been known for eye gouging. Hit and run with a pregnant um, woman. Yeah, you know, stuff that doesn't look great on the resume. Yeah, mm. I mean, I can't disagree I mean, there, but I mean, yeah, I mean, for Jones, you know, this is a minor thing. So, I mean, I'm glad it's just a minor thing in his book. <laughs> Well, you're saying hit and run with a pregnant woman is a minor thing? No, no, no. The drug test, the drug test. I'm not talking about the hit and run with a pregnant woman. No, that's bad. That's really bad. He's going to be stripped of his belt again. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so this is a repeated offense. He had had three titles at the time of of, of the, the hit and run incident. Yeah. Yeah. He had exactly. a third title stripped. Yep. It's gonna be a, this gonna be a fourth. You know. Let me like, ask you a question. He has a big. He has a. He has a. He has a big title opportunity coming up, and he has the possibility of not even being able to fight and being that and having that stripped away from him. You know. Yeah. I have a question for y'all. All right. Let's are y'all hear it. Are, are y'all ready for NST takeover tonight? These five matches that's coming on tonight. Yes, I am. I am ready for it. I got my TV program for it at seven o'clock. Yeah, I'm you know, looking forward to that. Hours of fun. You got hours of fun. First, you come on my show, then you watch NXT Takeover. That's a good night in my book. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hold on. What's on at seven? NXT Takeover. Oh, it is coming on. The, I thought it was going to come on at 8. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I found another I found another bus. His name is Courtney Brown that played with the Cleveland Brown. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah. Well, listen, guys, yep. we spent a lot of time on this topic, and there's another big one that I want to talk about, and this is for every Saints fan in the nation. Let's talk about the best, pardon me, the, the worst missed calls in NFL playoff history. The missed what? No. The worst calls in NFL playoff history. Uh, last week. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that we're obviously going to talk about first. I mean, RJ, why would you find a guy $26,000 if he wasn't flag on it? It doesn't make sense. Now, I'm going to go back one step further, right? 
New Orleans, mm-hmm. not only did they lose Sunday, right? Remember last year, they got burned on a Minnesota wide receiver catch to get beat in the playoffs, too. So that's two times in a row that they could have went to the Super Bowl. Am I correct? That is correct. I mean, it's just it's painful. But here's the thing. The refs in the game, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. There was so much on-call stuff that benefited you. A delay of game where you scored a touchdown. Face-masking a guy. It's just so much uncalled stuff that I cannot blame it on one play. Can I say that was a momentous shift? Absolutely. But you got the ball first in overtime. You had a chance to win the game. And that's, yeah. in my mind, that's car, and that's karma for the fans of passenger fears call against my Steelers. Oh, oh yeah, hey, oh. yeah, hey, hey, um, hey, hey, you talking about your Steelers I mean, I, too, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the first thing I'm reading. Y'all know that's the first thing I'm reading right now? The breath who couldn't read a coin toss. I mean, who couldn't read a coin? Pittsburgh versus um, the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Phil Luckett. Now, actually, that call, that call was actually the right call. And I can't believe I'm saying that. Jerome Bettis, if you listen to the tape, starts saying, head tails. And now, the rule states that whatever is said first is what is called. Because he started to say head, that is what Phil Luckett had to go with. Yeah. So despite how stupid it was, Phil Luckett is correct. Right. So, I mean, if if we're going back to the Saints game last week, um, what what I would say is that if every single call in that game was called perfectly, sure, every ref makes mistakes. No ref is perfect. If if every single call was called absolutely perfectly that game to the T to the textbook, there's still no mm-hmm. doubt in my mind that the Rams still would have won that game. Yeah, same. I think the we, we we saw we played better. We, we, we we saw in the first and second quarter the the Saints defense give up how many penalties? Was it six? Something like that. Man, man, the Rams got paid six? off. Rams got paid. Like, no, I can't say that. But I can. When no, I can, I, when I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna tell you. No, I'm gonna tell you something, right? And I'm gonna say it like it is. The ref, the ref that didn't see that call, he's from L.A. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't what hear the info. Yes, he is. He's from L.A. Yeah, I heard. The I dude love can't even get L.A. <laughs> the, 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 the Saints owner, the Saints head coach, right after the game, literally not even not even waiting a day, right after the game, called the commissioner's office and was like, this is a BS call. We want it overturned. You know, and, and it's like, it's after the game. No. What do you want overturned? Well, you actually, now, now technically, technically speaking, now this is for every cons- Conspiracy theorists in the world. Technically, if Roger Goodell really wants to pull the power card, he can. Uh, there is an obscure rule that states that Goodell can go to a certain part of the game and say you have to replay it from there on out. Now, this happened in basketball at one point. Uh, I forget. Somebody fouled out and shifted the end of the game, and like it was something stupid. So they had to fly back down and pay 22 seconds of a game. It, it was stupid. It just, I mean, listen, this, like, you can't redo a play. This is not, you know, your gym class. This is not your backyard friend stuff where you can redo a play. I'm sorry. Tough luck. There's next season. Yeah. Oh, there, there's I no, got there's, one. There's no, there's, 
Yeah, go for it. I I got one. Dad Bryant, non-catch. That was totally a catch. Oh, yeah. He got robbed. 100%. Oh, that was 100%. a catch. That Des was a Bryant, catch, but I'm not. Des, Des Bryant it. has better toe taps. I swear to God, Des Bryant has the best toe taps in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Even I though mean, he's not there's actually no way. on a team, there's, I mean. There, 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 there's <laughs> no way that that is not a catch. I, you know, I, I, I hate that as a catch, hate, right? RJ, I reverse this as 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 you're a Steelers fan, but Des Bryant has the best toe taps in the league right now. I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. I'll give you that. Uh, I think the thing about the catch, not catch, is you know, personally, as uh, as a football fan, that was a horrible call. But as a Steelers fan, you can believe I'm very happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you know, one. Like, yeah. It said, the time a ref saw a penalty, but his boss didn't. And the boss is always right. It's a uh, passing the first call against, um, again, Dad Bryant. I mean, uh, I mean, again, I'll go, I'll go back to one of my earlier points when I'm talking about the Saints. Refs aren't perfect. They're going to make mistakes. Was well, does... Was that a catch? A hundred, in my in my opinion, a hundred percent that was a catch. But in game, yeah. it's so hard to get nitpicky with every single little play. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's holding on every if, play. If, if, if we're if we're, if if we're nitpicky about every single play in the NFL, we're not actually playing football. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I, I will watch you meticulously at home and say. Penalty, offside from the, on every play. If I was wrestling, the game would never end. Okay, another one. I got another one. Before Des Bryant, before Des Bryant, there was Calvin Johnson. The Calvin oh. Johnson rule. That was stupid. That yeah, week yeah, that, one of the 2010 season, uh, the Lions drive against the Chicago Bears down 19-14 with 30 seconds to go. Sean Hill threw a perfect pass to Sean, oh, excuse me, to Calvin Johnson, who made a spectacular catch to give the Lions the lead. As Johnson pivoted to the ground after the catch the ball, mind you, he put the ball on the ground and squirted it away. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, that, that that is one of the worst calls. Now another catch call that people don't want to as much that led. Hey, time Are you out! Okay there? That noise. I feel like Darth Vader just walked in the room. All right. I have no clue, bro. All right. Oh, okay. Um. So so another big time. <laughs> That's you, isn't it, man? <laughs> no, I'm just walking, so so it might be my breathing. All right, all right, that's cool. So, um, the the big catch that not a lot of people point to. Let's take it back to 1999. The Burt Emanuel no catch. The Buccaneers were playing the then St. Louis Rams. Quarterback Sean King hits Emanuel and he does a toe tap, and they rule it. So upon further review, um. Because he rolled over, the ball touched the ground. After that, they said incomplete. 
Right. I mean, and, and so and so, he, so so my my problem my problem with that call is is much different than than the 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 no calls on like the the no catches on the on the toe taps with um, the other two we were talking about because it simply there just wasn't enough evidence to overturn that call. Absolutely. So that that's my issue with that call. Not that not whether he was in like. You know, inbounds, it was clear he was inbounds. The ref had the problem with he didn't maintain possession of the ball. Yeah, that's stupid. You know? Two hands, you turn your shoulders, catch. So so, so it wasn't wasn't a question of was it a catch or not. It was, was, did he catch it inbounds or not? It, It was a question of did he main, or did he maintain possession when he was out of bounds. And as soon as he and, and as soon as he's out of bounds, that should be out of question. Yeah. As soon as he hits the ground after having possession in bounds, it should be out of question. And you know, it's topics like these that make you remember how dysfunctional the NFL really is, despite how much we may love it. I just I just want some consistency every once in a while. It's like watching a movie with no continuity. One minute guy's shirt swipe, the next moment it's yellow, then swipe again. Continuity here, please. Right. I mean, if if we nitpick every bad call, we 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 also overlook all the good calls. Like absolutely. In when I, I I'm I'm forgetting the team that the Patriots played a while ago. But that last play when um, the uh, rookie got the uh, interception at the goal line. Um, remind me of that game the year. Uh, was it 2015, 2016? I don't remember the, the incident you're talking about. Right right at the goal line. Um, they, they threw the ball. Uh, who were they playing against? I'm, I'm, I'm spacing on who they were playing against. Uh, um, not too. I, I don't even know, but the I know one thing for sure: the Patriots always, always get their way. They just royalty of the NFL. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just well, saying. I, mean, I feel. <laughs> I mean, if if you look, if you look at relationships in the NFL, Bill Belichick has the closest relationship with Roger Goodell than anyone than anyone else in the league. You know, than any other coach in the league. So, being a Patriots fan myself, you know, I can say that, sure, there are times where it's unfair towards the Patriots. They're in the Super Bowl pretty much every year as of 2014. Yeah, I mean, I I can't say that much because Steelers got six Super Bowls, um, but it's getting a little... I just feel that the AFC East is too much of a cakewalk. Um, I mean... Yes and no. I think the Patriots tend to have an easier schedule than, say, uh, the Chiefs, you know. Um, yeah. But, but what I say, would I say that the people that they're playing against are easy? Uh, no. I would not say that, they're, that the people, that the competition they're playing against is too easy or that it's, like, unfair. Because I'm sure if the Patriots 
Because if we look at it, the Super Bowl is supposed to be the two best teams in the league, right? So if the Patriots are be- is beating the the best team um, from the West, we can we can make a deductive reasoning. The Patriots would beat every other team that uh, the team that they beat beat. You know. Yeah, and then, you know, like, it's ever, I mean, there's no such thing as an easy opponent in the NFL, but, like, by the NFL standards of easy, not necessarily I'm going to be on your Pop Warner team easy. Alright, yeah, I mean, I would love to stay, but I gotta go. Alright, well, have right. a good night. Um, it, it, was fun, it was fun talking to you. Uh, thank you, guys. Alright, thank thanks, bro. Well, far as the NFL goes, I feel as though like this. The New England Patriots are the bullies of the AFC. I mean, Absolutely. there's no way to slice. Ain't no way to slice the dice. It's the Patriots that come second. It's the Steelers or, or the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. But, ain't, I mean, this generation, this is all Patriots. They're they doing something now that, you know what I'm saying, me and you, you know what I'm saying, as, you know, the younger generations, you know, Pittsburgh didn't do when they had Terry Bradshaw, when he when he had his dynasty, or when Joe Montana had his dynasty. You know what I'm saying? Um, Absolutely. The Patriots, the Patriots, you know, did something like no other team never did really. How, how you know, winning 11 consecutive division titles, 11 of them, 11. That's insane. That is insane. I mean, what I think Bill Belichick does better than any other coach is he gets the most out of his players. I mean, if the Steelers got the most out of our players, we would be in the Super Bowl right now. But we we didn't, so, you know, thanks a lot for that, Tomlin. Mm-hmm. We're down to our last 90 seconds, so if you guys have any closing statements you want to make, now would be the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. NXT is the place to be. I'll be on Brenda's show tomorrow. Peace. All peace. right. Peace. Peace. Peace out, y'all. Peace out. All right. Anything you anything you have to say? Um, hail to the Redskins. <laughs> what up, Kirby? What up, Steve? What up? What's, what right. up, family? Holla at, holla at me. Y'all know what we do. All right. Yep. Thank you for coming on. All right. With that, thank you for joining Episode 3 of Ciancio Speak Sports. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Podcasts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. This is RJ Ciancio. Thank you, and have a good night.